That's good, yeah. Bless your hearts. Hallelujah. Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father, for it. You know, the only way to get out of religion is to get out of your mind. That's what the Bible says. If I'm out of my mind, it's for God. If I'm in it, I'm a frickin' Pharisee. That's a paraphrase. That's the message 2.0. You know, your main enemy is just soulishness. I'll tell you, the creepiest, grossest thing I've ever seen is soulish prophetics. Just say it with me now. There's nothing more pathetic than the soulish prophetic. Amen, that's true. That's absolutely a fact. God does not like soulish prophetics. It does not represent Him at all. But it represents the fall. And so we got a lot of soul that needs to get drunk. The drunkenness is for the soul to not interfere with the perfection of the spirit. You have God in your spirit. Problem is, the Bible says the soul is a lion, demon possessed goat. And religion is goat ministries. Goat ministries worldwide, international. And you know they're on God TV. Boasting about their recent success. On Sid Roth by my 16th book <laughs> and it's all good and you know if it doesn't pertain and you're in the latter rain just duck and let it hit the demon behind you but if you take it personally, it most certainly applies. There's a wisdom where you just kind of scattershot everything. And if it sticks, it's for you. If it doesn't, it's because you're clear in that area of your soul. And so the main thing we want to do is tear down the soul, which is the Horror of Babylon. Jezebel and Revelation and all those that are soulish in their spirituality, which is mostly everyone. And the ones that are getting it still got a long ways to go. And so the whole body of Christ is in infancy. And it's wonderful to be an infant in Christ. But we want to mature and devour our hearts and minds with a greater fire. You've heard of the baptism of water. 
There's the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. There's the baptism of glory. But we're going to bring a 300,000 degree baptism of Holy Ghost nuclear holocaust. When a nuclear bomb goes off, scientists say it's 300,000 degrees. And that's what that's the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. It only takes 5,000 to melt gold. It takes about 300,000 <laughs> to melt your sins. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. It's not hard for God. It's easy. It's very easy. It's very light. It's not hard. Everything's easy for Jesus. He's God, creator of everything. The devil is nothing to God. It is absolutely easy. Now we just got to get breezy. Get in the flow of the Holy Ghost glow. Get out of your mind, not in an insane way. But in the mind of Christ, the spirit of a sound mind is ecstasy. The spirit of a sound mind is absolute ecstasy. It's the brain freshly injected with glory. The Bible says he anoints my head each morning with oil. And then on top of that comes the tin foil. The helmet of salvation. Watching the news. Learning about what the satanic death cult has done wrong today to try to steal our freedoms away. How many of y'all know the satanic death cult can't touch the Holy Spirit? Before we started tonight, I saw the angels and the Holy Ghost was saying that the angelic protection is perfected already for you. And all he's saying is, you just need to walk with the Holy Ghost. You've been walking with the unholy ghost. And then you get hurt. And they have terrible problems. There's a greater protection that you're going to know that's going to protect you from the thief. Satan is a thief that only comes to steal. There's a much greater protection that you know nothing about as you walk much closer to a God you barely know. <sighs> Yesterday I heard Jesus audibly twice within my own spirit in this temple and it was it was so real and it was so loud it was shocking you know you feel his presence and you're accustomed to living in the glory and and I am I'm accustomed to living in the presence of his glory strongly all the time but when the voice comes out of that strong glory right in your center right in your spirit like in your mist in the invisible part of you I mean it is as loud and as audible as a human being talking but his spirit is in there talking to you 
it's really shocking how near God is inside his people. The promised land of walking closer with him is literally a, a place where you know him in your center, in your spirit, without any of the confusion, the, the jibber-jabber, the noise, all of the other voices in the garden. They're not allowed in that garden of your heart. That's a place of clarity that you already have. Now you just got to learn how to walk with him in the garden. Walk with him in the garden. There's a garden in you that's only between you and Jesus that you're going to walk in. And the heart and the mind are going to get pieced out. The heart and the mind and the soul are get under Holy Ghost control. And it's going to make it easier and easier to walk deeper and deeper in the glory. I just thank you, Lord, for removing everything of the goat, removing everything of the badger. And just bring deliverance angels in here tonight and upon our viewers to uncork their spirit, to loose their hearts from demon possession, demonic influence, and every evil spirit that would suppress the mind from knowing the spirit of Jesus right in their center. If you lay hands right under your rib cage, there's your spirit in your wind. You need to know Jesus in spirit. Knowing Jesus in the mind is not knowing him at all. You gotta know Christ in spirit. If we're not in spirit, we're in the devil. So there's one river, and it's the river of God that you're getting washed into, and it's going to clear up everything in your hearts and minds that the enemy has corrupted. The enemy corrupts animals, flesh and blood. He corrupts personalities. He corrupts brains. There's chemicals and imbalances in the brain and it's through demons that mutilate DNA. Fallen DNA, human DNA is a mutilation. It's a mutilation. God didn't create anything that could die. So he's going to heal the DNA so you can fly in the sky. And it's going to come through an excessive joy. The energy of resurrection is in a joy stronger than death. It's in a joy stronger than any other voice. And this joy is Jesus. He entered the joy and he became the joy of the overcomer. The crown of the overcomer is a crown of joy. It's a crown of glory. Glory is manifest in the brain as joy, as peace and as wisdom, as the communication of the kingdom of heaven without blockages of the animal. Now you still have a brain, but it's wired differently. The renewed mind is completely different than just a human brain. 
when we get around seer prophets, accurate ones that know how to prophesy and see clearly in the Holy Spirit, they'll tell us that your brain is completely wired differently than others. And it's because you got the Word and you really know the Word well in your spirit. You've allowed the Word to transfigure your brain. And a transfigured brain is a brain that simply yields to the Holy Ghost and your spirit. So there's no disagreement here. It's just a flow. When the brain is renewed, it doesn't have to be first. It doesn't have to be seen. It's invisible. It doesn't have to be known. It's not an important part of the process. The important part, the brain gets into divine order and takes its place in the temple as a conduit and the last conduit of the river of life. It's like the brain is New Orleans. It's the last filter of the Mississippi River into the Gulf of Mexico. And when the brain realizes it's a New Orleans, and it's not a Minnesota, it's not the first, it's the very last part of the flow of the river of all life of North America, it's actually in a peace that it's never experienced before. But deception is the brain has a part in the first or in the middle. The brain is the very last part of you that releases the river of life. And when you're in the fall, and when you're cursed and have no revelation of Jesus Christ, the brain's all you're stuck with. That's all you got. So that's what a, a curse, or that's what fallenness or sin is. Sin is living in the brain, in the very last part of you that connects with the natural realm. That's what a sinner is. So a Christian sinner is someone that just lives in their brain, a carnal mind. That's what the horror of Babylon is, is Christianity that allows you to just practice sin. And you're always sinning because sin is an elevation falling short of the glory. All have sinned. Sin is an elevation. It's not going out and blowing your neighbor's head off with a sawed-off shotgun, although that would be sin. But it's because of the elevation that you're influenced to do wrongdoing because you're living in your head where everything's dead. Religion tries to pacify the head, but Christianity is altogether different that translates you suddenly into a spiritual dimension that's not in this universe. It's the third heaven in you. Your spirit has Christ in you. Christ descended to the right hand of God. He's seated there, which means all his works are finished. Now your job is to revelate until you levitate. Your job is to revelate into the third heaven by bringing your brain and your heart down into your center, which is the baptism of the glory, that 300,000 degree holocaust of fire. And that's when the animal and the mind really recognizes the glory much more accurately. That I have no part in the salvation. A healthy mind recognizes it doesn't have any part in salvation. None. Salvation is Jesus, our Savior. Salvation is a Savior in your spirit. Religion is all the additional stuff of the soul realm. It has nothing to do with God at all. So the devil is just all the soul realm 
thinking it has something to do with God. That's why people get so screwed up. Because they're just messing around with demons the whole time. They're messing around with demons and false Jesuses and false Holy Spirits and false Gospels and they never entered the kingdom gates. You know, you gotta be in heaven, you gotta be saved, you gotta be inside the kingdom gates. If you're not inside the kingdom gates, you're just gonna have demons. Outside the city gates are the dogs and the sorcerers and the practitioners of magic arts and magic arts or what? Religion. Magic is religion. I've been around magicians in Babylon, the satanic death cult from birth, understanding their ways very well. All it is is religion. And it works. Because if you get religious, get soulish, fallen angels automatically, by the contract of the curse of the fall, rule over you. Even if you have perfect sound doctrine and your perfect soul Christianity, the devil still rule over you for your whole life. But when you get out of the soul and you get into your spirit, it's a burning of that contract. And you'd be surprised how few charismatic leaders have yet. We need to do that. We need to pioneer salvation, which is bringing our souls down and burning everything in it into the fire of the Holy Spirit. You know, people don't go deep within because the fire of Christ within burns your entire human nature away, your humanity. When I got born again, I recognized that everything I've ever been taught was a lie my whole life. So I had that advantage that there was no truth in the world. There's no truth in our education system. There's no truth in religion. There's no truth anything. Everything they've told you in the world is a lie. You've never heard the truth. Truth is a spring that comes up in the belly. And so that was a huge advantage to me when I was 18 years old, when I knew that everything outside my body was satanic lies, and there's no truth, except the Holy Spirit who springs up in the born-again believer's hearts. The Spirit of Truth is a spring. The only truth is living water. Everything else is lies. Egypt is the earth and all Egypt rules by is dry place lives that keep the mind outside of the water. Keep the mind outside of spiritual growth. Spiritual growth is just a, a greater release of living water. The form of your inner man that will image bear God the Father's image exactly is a form of living water. Living water forms and gels the new creature under your animal skins inside the flesh your spirit's wearing right now. You're gelling on the inside when you're eating revelations from Jesus Christ. Amen. I woke up this morning and it felt like an effervescent mist flowing through my body and my bones and my mind. And it was just shocking. The angelic shift today. So thank you, Jesus, for commanding your angel armies to bring such deliverance for your people during this month of August. This is incredible. You know it's angelic when you get up and you've just been sleeping the whole night and everything is shifted and you feel a mist coming out of your whole soul from your spirit that you didn't feel when you were going to sleep. 
Angels did that. Angels have visited you and they have increased the waters. Angelic waters. When the angel comes and stirred the waters, what the Bible said, they were healed. How many of y'all know in the New Covenant, angels are always stirring your waters to heal your minds from the world, to heal your bodies from the external realm, to heal your, your, your whole physical makeup and DNA from Satan. So you need water. Water heals you from Satan, deliverance from Satan, and these principalities isn't casting the weird spirits out of you, although we need to do that. If, you're, if your neighbor's acting strange, just loose them. Loose. <laughs> Come out in Jesus' name. But these ones don't live inside human bodies. <clears throat> these ones live in the second heavens. Ranged attack. The Bible calls principality ranged attack. So these are not the same type of demons you've dealt with before. These are external fallen angels, like fallen archangels. This type of stuff goes down with water. This is what the floods of Noah are for. This is the stuff that orchestrates a hundred thousand human souls on puppet strings with one angel, and they got all these little smaller demons, they'll try to work in the dirt. There's beasts of the field and there's birds of the air. Two categories of the demonic that you're wrestling against every single day in this creation since you've been born in this world. And you'll deal with it every single day until the floods of Noah baptize everything. And everything is drowned by your spirit manifesting your relationship with Jesus as living water. And then it clears up. It hasn't really cleared up anywhere yet. So no one's done this yet. It's brand new work. You haven't seen it before. You're going to take out the stuff with the puppet strings. And instead of strings, you're going to have waters. You're going to have streams. There's going to be a principality. Because this world was created under principalities. So there's no way there's not going to be principalities. The issue is your angels, if you are the sons of God that do these works, your angels will become the principalities. That's written in Psalms. I set up all my princes over the lands. You have princes. If you ascend, some of you don't, but if your spirit is obedient and walking with the Holy Ghost, your angels get upgraded. And your spirit gets upgraded and your angels get upgraded. Your angels are not the same as when you started out with them. They're always going from glory to glory. Angels grow. Angels level up. Your spirit grows. Your spirit levels up. Your body, your mind grows, your heart and your blood grows, and your heart and your mind, they level up too in the animal kingdom and your spirit levels up in the angelic kingdom. And you're conquering both kingdoms, both the angelic and the animalic. The animalic is the natural realm, you gotta conquer it, otherwise you'll be in hell no matter what you do. False wisdom is what it is. <clears throat> Gnosticism that steals your rewards. Gnosticism's everywhere. We deal with Gnosticism with everyone in the glory so far. I mean, it's just, you know, we don't need to save the natural realm. Although the Bible says saving of the natural realm is the only thing that brings back Jesus. He re remains in heaven unto the restoration of things. Things. Acts 3, John 1. The things, the natural things. Until the natural things are restored, Jesus ain't coming. And he says, you're going to restore them. And you're going to learn how to do it with his spirit in covenant. 
walking with an invisible God in the invisible part of you until that part of you becomes visible to your brain through renewal. There's a renewal of the mind where the invisible is always visible. And you can feel it too. You know, part of seeing is feeling. It's a it's a prophetic nature that you Oh, I feel real off about them. And oftentimes when you're feeling your heart is all burnt up because you've been on the altar burning in the fire for a long time. Your feelings don't deceive you. I've been accurate in my discernment of my feelings thousands of times with people over the years. And there's just nothing in the natural realm to say they're gonna do that. They're going to totally rob you. They're going to betray you. They're going to slander you. They're going to start turning and messaging hundreds of people negatively about you. Right now, they're one of our faithful partners. You know, we've seen this hundreds of times, but I start to feel something. And it's like, you know, they're, they're getting into the devil and they don't know it. The devil starts whispering in their ear. Or they're soulish, they're shallow, and, and all this stuff. And you just start to feel you know, the, the enemy is like bugs and they have tentacles that are feelers. We can just burn all their tentacles up so all they feel is our glory tormenting them. Have you come to torture us before the appointed time? Yeah, it is the appointed time. It's no longer before. The torture of the demonic, the birds and the beasts, is the glorification of your spirit without the mixture of your soul. This is where you get screwed up. This is where you miss it. And people miss it constantly. This is where you need discipleship and training. You cannot add the soul to the developments of the spirit. If you do, you get back into the demonic. And that's why people don't seem to get the breakthrough. Because the soul keeps having a mixture and an influence over the spirit. The spirit's invisible, which means that the brain's barely holding on as it is, and if you add your soulishness to it, you won't even feel or see God. But you believe in Jesus, you're trying to be obedient, you're trying to be faithful in finances and do all this stuff and read your Bible a half hour a day and speak in tongues a half hour a day and you're doing the stuff but if you're mixing your soul with your spirit and you're not attacking your soul see this is the thing with the goat this is the animal sacrifice a mature priest attacks the goat kills it with a sword with a knife it doesn't tolerate the soul's influence in its spirit at all, knowing its nature has zero leadership in the spirit, in reality, in the kingdom. Where we're immature is that the soul has quite a bit of leadership still in our lives. And so our discernment's off, our Christianity is just human feelings and emotions, it's animal. And it's okay, you're trying to make progress. God can work with that if you're willing as long as you're humble, because everything you think you know that you know that is God is going to burn, and it's going to die, and it's not going to make it. The fire of God will change the good parts of you and the revelation you have already that's from God. It will die unless the seed falls to the ground and die, which means unless you allow the stuff of God to die, which means to burn up and it be no more. Oh, my precious belief systems. All the things in my encounters, it's going to burn and it's going to die. In order to have more, it has to go through fire constantly. Refined in fire seven times. Seven is not seven. It's not seven days. It's not even 70 years. It's eternal. Seven is the fire of the Father. Seven is your soul burning constantly in God the Father. 
until the soul as if I don't even have a soul. I'm just, I have the Father. And that's what Jesus Christ said. It's the Father in me. Jesus never looked at his soul, didn't talk about his soul. He talked about his Father because his soul was so incinerated by the glory of his Father all the time. That's all that was in there. Now, clearly he has a soul, but you don't have the awareness of soul. You don't have the awareness of self, which means you're not sinning. You can't sin when the Father's all that remains through fire in the soul. But if you're looking at yourself and yourself is making decisions, it's all sin. Left and right, both ways are sin. Up and down, it's all sin. Sin is falling short of the glory. If the Father, the glory of the Father's in the soul, there's no sin. That's the verse, to the pure all things are pure. But to the defiled, or soulish, all things are defiled, which means all your Christianity is defiled. If you're in the soul, all your good and evil is defiled. All of your yes and no, your devotional time, your Bible reading time, all of your God time, it's all defiled. Your whole Christian existence is a disgusting mound of maggot filth. It is. It's dead. It's actually satanic. And it's like, oh, it's so hard. No, it's, it's so true. You need to burn everything in you. It's not optional. When the priesthood, when you come into the priesthood in the Old Covenant, and you need to understand this for wisdom, it was the destruction of everything you thought you knew about God or what was good. This was not something that they, they reserved for the mature old priests that had been working at the temple for 50 years. This was the first week. This is first week discipleship that you burn the manure pile completely and you have an understanding of the goat of the heart. Heart is goat. Don't lay hands on the goat and come heal my goat. Fake Christianity. You don't lay hands on your mind. Oh, come heal my goat mind. You burn it, you kill it, you incinerate it. That's first week of Levitical ministry is understanding the burning of the animal, the killing of the animal, and the goat sacrifice. We don't have that in 2,000 years of Christian ministry. We still have, my goat has this feelings, my goat has these feelings, my, my goat has this thought. I'm listening to the goat of how much I should give in the offering plate. I'm listening to the goat of who I should minister to. And so you're goat-led. You know, it's clearly in the Bible that in order for the older prodigal son to begin to know the father's ways, God the Father said, Son, you're right here in my house doing all the Christian junk, all the Christian crap, but you don't know me because you did not kill the goat. Goat was a reference to the tabernacle of Moses. Okay, goat in that society would have meant Moses. Moses' tent of meeting was made out of goat. Moses' tabernacle and the whole fence was made out of goat. It was unless you killed those goats, you don't have a holy place, you don't have a temple or a meeting place to meet with God. The reason why the prodigal was serving the devil, just serving himself, which is the devil, they overcame themselves, they overcame the devil by not loving their life. Revelation 12, 11, that's what the devil is. The red dragon is your soul, your self-nature. The river of the red dragon is the human heart. Simple as that. Not complicated, but very costly. You'll, you'll kill it and attack it all the days of your life as the priest of the Melchizedek order. And you'll learn, you get proficient. And it becomes a total separation of spirit and soul. 
so it's not like attacking me. It's attacking Satan. It's attacking the diabolical earthly nature and using it for what it is. I use my servant body to take the sins of the world to the cross. What did Jesus do with his body? Killed it. Killed it. To bring the glory, it must die. Now you do it prophetically by faith. Not like these... You go look in the Philippines and these guys over Easter, they'll physically nail themselves on crosses with little loincloths. Little Filipino human crosses and... I just, man, these people are so messed up. See what religion does to people? I know for sure religion is the source of all mental illness down here. You want to go into the nutty zoo, the mental illness department, just hang around Christians. Oh, awfully quiet in here, but it is the truth anyhow. You want to hang around the mental ill, the most mentally ill people on the planet, just hang around Christians. It's true. <laughs> You need to get in the spirit. <laughs> this is an area where the devil's been beating you up and robbing you big time. We need a lot of healing in this area. We need to kill the goat. If the goat is influencing your mind, you're just demon-led all the time. So how do we deal with the soulishness that's holding back a greater maturity of our spirit, of our new creature? The new creature is brilliant. The new creature has creative genius. Okay? Tear down one system, the goat system, the heart system, the human system, build up the other system, the spirit system, the river system, the water system. One dies, one flies. Jesus Christ, the Bible says, he is appointed for the rise and fall of many nations. What nation falls? Soul nation. What nation rises? Spirit nation. The spirit nation is the Israel of God. Your spirit is an Israelite. You have an inheritance with Jacob. You're the fulfillment of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Already. And it can't be added unto because it's a birthright. A birthright is not based on behavior. A birthright is based on being born of that family genealogy. Born of God, a birthright with Israel. Galatians 6 to the Israel of God. 144,000 Israelites, 12 tribes in the book of Revelation. Who's Revelation written to? To the priests and kings of earth of Jesus Christ. Who's the Israel of God? The priests and kings of Jesus Christ on the earth. It is written. You need these kingdom foundations. This is the big picture of Christianity, not as a religion, but as more than conquerors. The time of being ambassador is coming to an end. Ambassador is only if you're from a foreign, far off foreign nation. If you're far off and foreign, you're not relevant with what the Spirit's doing to the churches. This is present, manifest kingdom age. Not far off, not foreign, not ambassadors, kings which means the whole kingdom is at hand, like Jesus said. It's not just far off, oh, when you die and go to heaven, it's being released out of your innermost being, and it's trying to get through the personality. Personality is the problem. 
personality is what constantly grieves, resists, and quenches God's Holy Spirit. It, the personality is the additions of the soul to the perfections of Christ. You can't add to Christ's perfections, but you can get out of the way as a living sacrifice. That's what holiness is. Holiness is becoming a living sacrifice that God accepts. What does He accept? The sacrifice of the Lamb of God flowing through you with zero additions of your feelings and thoughts and the works of your hand. You get into the works of the hand, you become a full-blown warlock. A Christian warlock, it's actually quite common. They don't use that terminology. Some people say Pharisees, but I tell you what it really is. It's full-blown Christian witchcraft. Christian witchcraft is so common that when you're not around it, you don't even think it's Christianity. That's true. We deal with people by the thousands, and if they're not getting fed Christian witchcraft, they'll actually call it a cult. Because there's no witchcraft that I'm used to because I was raised in Christian witchcraft. That is the accurate assessment of the situation in, in American Christianity that we have known Christian witchcraft and we have substituted Christian witchcraft for the presence, for the power, for the intimate knowledge of the river of life. Yeah. River of life Christianity, there's been glimpses into the promised land. Remember the promised land was the river in the Bible. They had to cross the Jordan. The Jordan was the promised land. So it's the river that's the promised land of entering into the realm of perfection. Promised land's not a place. Promised land's a person. Amen. Promised land's Christ being fully formed in you and you just got out of the way because you let the river fulfill the promises in you without your additions. And the additions in the brain are what make you insane. Now you just got to go into your heart and you get a fresh start. It's the baptism that brings the mind realm down. We don't want to say that this horror Babylon, this Jezebel, in Revelation 17, 18, and 19 is us, but it, it's us. It's all Christian souls. It's every believer's flesh realm, heart realm, blood realm going down into the glory. It's the baptism of believers. It's the end of religion. Christianity is still very much a religion in the world. In the future, it'll be living water. It'll be a flood. It's not going to be do's and don'ts. It's not going to be at God time. It's I am completely baptized by God in every direction, inside and out time. And there's no more time. The end of time, end times. There's not going to be a devotional. There's going to be a complete baptism of the universe. And it's not just going to be on earth. It's not going to be in the sky. It's going to be in the stars as well. It's going to be in the heavens. There will be a new heavens where the floods dwell where righteousness dwells, Peter says. It's the baptism of the human spirit. This is the bride releasing the river. And you got to release a lot more. We're, we're well on our way. We're exposing stuff. We're making progress. There's springs coming out of our hearts. There's so much more. You can't even imagine how much living water God can get out of a mature new creature in Christ. What's a new creature? A living creature. What's living about it? The water. Waters of life. What, what angelic realm it's in is irrelevant. What's relevant is that the water is flowing through your spirit, which is what's making your spirit alive currently. Without the water, your spirit's dead. It's the dry place. That's what they call hell. Hell is the place that doesn't have living water. Anyone that doesn't drink the living water 
manifest the living water is already in hell. It's not a matter if they're going to hell. They're already in hell because they're dry. Dryness is hell. You're in hell if you're not in water. Living water, Holy Spirit water. Out of your belly will flow rivers for believers, John 7, 38, which means you're saved by faith. Now, what's the evidence that you believe? Out of your belly flows rivers. There will be a manifest liquid presence. You will feel it as invisible waters flowing through. There will be an effervescence. There will be a river. There will be a rain. There will be a spring. Going from glory to glory is an ever-increasing release of living waters because your spirit is believing the truth and walking with the spirit of truth. To transfigure your spirit to release the full amount of water to perfect your realm just requires a walking closely with the Lord and knowing the Lord so closely that He's beaming out of you. The Lord Himself is glory. The Lord is light. I am light. God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. The Lord is water. I come to baptize with what? The Holy Spirit and fire. Notice it's a baptism. Fire is the living water. The baptism of the fire of Jesus Christ is the living water floods of the days of Noah. It's a greater understanding because we think natural fire, it must be red or orange. No. It's invisible living water. It's the water in the fire of life. It's the fire that raises the dead. It's the fire that cleanses the sick. It's the fire that heals the mind. It's the fire that delivers from demons. It's the fire that burns down the blockages of your destiny. You know, all you gotta do is grow closer to God. God will just burn down every wall that's hemming you in. We don't need a hedge of protection. We need outflowing fire to burn the hedges. I'm not here to for protection. I'm here for a 300,000 degree baptism of a planetary system. You know, it's the enemy that's trying to protect themselves from us. I'm not protecting myself from the enemy for a long time. You know, that's when you're really, really young in the Lord. And that's okay. You want to put on the armor of God, but the armor of God turns into different things that becomes an outflowing fire. I don't think God the Father's worried about being attacked by the little demons on earth. You know, this is not a challenge for him. He's not threatened. He's not weak. It's very, very easy. And as your faith grows, so does the very manifest person of the Father inside your spirit that fills up your body and then outpours from the temple. The outpouring of the temples, Ezekiel 47, I saw the rivers flowing from the temple. Your body is the temple, 1 Corinthians 6.19. So it's now the Father manifesting His invincibility. If a person's just beat up all the time, it's because they don't know the Father on the inside. If the person has trauma and it's just so hard all the time, it's because you don't have a relationship with the Father inside you. You need to know God. You need to speak to God inside your heart and hear God and be still. And, you know, dry your eyes, stop your crying and your hyperventilating, and just chill out and let the Holy Ghost speak to you from your heart and begin to really hear clearly and to begin to know Him. 
You know, hearing isn't always the audible voice, although I'm thankful for that because we need it from time to time. And I've, I've heard the audible voice many times in my life because I needed it for leadership. But there's something greater. It's, it's this wooing. It's the white dove. And he kind of coos. And you're, you're nestled under his feathers. And that's really how sons and daughters are to be led by God. It's to be under the shadow of his wings, Psalms 91. Look, and I see it as the wings as the white dove. That you're nestled under your heavenly mother and your heavenly father's wings, because the Holy Spirit is your mother, it is written. Brooding mother hen, first mention of the Holy Spirit is in Genesis 1. And it's a reference to the female part of God as a mother hen brooding over the chaos waters. The first mention of the Holy Spirit in the Bible is in the feminine. So you have a heavenly mother. The Holy Spirit is your mom. You have a mama. And mama is God. Mama is God. Papa is God. And brother Jesus is God. And the Trinity has manifest itself to us as father, mother, and brother to restore the divine family. Because that's what we lost in the fall. We went from divine family to natural family. And right now, you know, you, you, this is what pe people get into. They get into their natural family. Most of the people I've lost over the years are lost because of one thing. Natural family. They're natural children. They're natural spouse. You're married to Jesus. And, we, and you know, I've, I've seen hundreds of it. It's the most grievous, horrible horrible sin that I've witnessed and it just kills me every time and it's happened by the hundreds this last year as well where people can no longer walk in the divine family because the devil distracts them with natural family that's the giving and taking of marriage of the days of Noah the taking of marriage and the giving and taking of marriage is choosing to be distracted and engulfed in natural family garbage and it is garbage. You need to be engulfed in divine family. Otherwise, you're not even going to help them. And it's not even love. It's deception. They're destroying your life. They're destroying your calling. And they're destroying your destiny. And most people get destroyed because of natural family. That's the number one destroyer of Christian destinies. It's not Satan. It's natural family. It's the knowledge of good. And Jesus had to rebuke it all the time. He said he talked about hating your parents to be his disciple. That's what Jesus Christ said. You can't be my disciple unless you hate your natural family. And it's not a murderous hate. It's an understanding of what it is because he's present now talking to you because he's here on earth to get you into divine family. And if you don't listen to him, you're certainly going to die and be destroyed by the devil. So there's a fer fervency, an urgency in the words of Christ. It seems like it's so severe with them all the time because it actually is. Because we're very complacent. We don't understand the severity of wasting our days with natural family. It's, your, it's a waste of time. And it's applauded in false Christianity. They'll have marriage counseling classes and all the false ziggurat, Sumerian warlock churches of Jezebel everywhere. And it's, here's how to have a successful natural family. That ain't success. That's a forfeit of the divine calling. Truth anyhow. 
you see how strict Jesus is against all the family idolatry in the Gospels, it's completely opposite of American Christianity. It's completely opposite. Jesus' Christianity was like, just burn your family. Just burn them. Just offer them on the altar like Isaac. Remember Isaac? There's a taste of Jesus. You know, kill it. Kill your son. Oh, my, I love my son. No, you don't love your son unless you're willing to offer it to God. You actually are a blood-sucking vampire succubus destroying them with your family idolatry. It's selfishness. It's not love. It's pure hate. It's hate. Yeah. Truth anyhow. It's hatred towards the child. If you love them, you'll go off far away like a white dove. Oh, I wish I had wings that I may fly away. Psalms 139. It's, you would fly away like a white dove because then you'd be like God the Father, which would be the hope of saving your temporal, natural family, most of which don't even aren't even around you for eternity when you die. <laughs> so you, you want to get into the eternal and get out of the temporal. The temporal is what's killing you. This is what the Spirit says to the listeners today. I only speak what the Spirit wants to minister to the people watching and listening at the moment. It's always Rhema. And so there's people here who are being destroyed by being pulled away by natural family. And the demon, the religious spirit, is justifying it into your ears as love. It's actually hatred. Jesus came to save you with the divine family. That's why anyone born again, the Bible says, has a spirit of adoption. Adoption means you have a completely new family. You have a new dad, you have a new mom, you have a new family. And if that isn't a reality to you, you are still right now in the devil. You are still surrounded by demons in a natural family. That is the animal. In the ark, there is a progressive salvation of going deeper and deeper into the divine. You come into the ark two by two, but you come in seven by seven, or you come in as animal. But the animal is removed in the ark of his glory through the word of God. That's what preaching does. In the ark, it's 24-7 RLM TV. And just strips the animal off of your spirit so you're only angel. So you're only thinking your father's thoughts. You're only doing your father's will. And it's not like, oh, I don't know. I'm just so lost. It's like there's nothing to be lost because everything else has died and burned off your spirit. The lostness is the mixture of the soul because the soul is still alive trying to feed input, worldly, natural wisdom to the spirit. That's where people get mega deceived. Listen, when it's all burning in the 300,000 degree baptism, the part of you that can live in 300,000 degree heat called your spirit, your spirit can go right into the center of the sun and be like, oh, it's nice in here. 40 trillion Kelvin. Kelvin's like a billion degrees Celsius. And be like, oh, it feels good. Because your spirit is not influenced by temperature of the natural realm. Ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Turn it up seven times hotter. You know, all Jesus did was wrap his spirit around him. The only part of them that burned was their bondage. Their chains, their 
they were bound up with ropes, and that's the only part of them that melted off them. Which means you ain't gonna get delivered until your human nature burns off your spirit. This isn't about driving out demons, that's the first stage of deliverance. There's about 40,000 after it. It's true. No, I mean, you just keep going. Deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. Anyway, it's not like, oh, God, 40,000. This is like 40. It's growing. It's a greater outpouring of your spirit, a greater manifestation of your spirit. You got to understand in stages, people come around the river of life and they're like, I've been around RLM for three days and I don't feel it. I'm, I'm leaving this ministry. I mean, even God had three and a half years with men. But they only give us like two weeks or six months and then they're gone. You know, it's just people want other stuff and it's usually family. It's usually family that destroys them out of the plans and purposes of God. They'll live in denial for a while and maybe 20 years later after they've been successful in the realm of the natural, totally destroyed by Satan. Maybe I didn't do the right thing, but we want to we want to speed their destruction. See, I don't want people to have it easy in the realm of the natural. I want to have it so hard that it's like kicking against pricks. That all the movement of the natural man out there doing vain labor, that vain labor is harder and harder and harder until just forget it. I can't do it anymore. And finally, the whole world comes to an end of itself in the floods. And so the only movement and function will be by the regenerated spirit, which is how we're going to rule and reign for a thousand years. We're here to shut down the animal's mouth. That's one of the first things that goes, is the beast is no longer able to speak. And then the beast is no longer able to act. The beast is no longer able to do church. The beast is no longer able to have ministry. The beast doesn't have a YouTube channel anymore. And then the beast doesn't have a marketplace, which will be really the end of it. You read Revelation, when the beast loses its marketplace, which is the soul, your soul, everyone's soul you know, loses their marketplace, they weep and lament. Oh, the natural man can't get rich anymore. You know, they're so clueless, they don't know about the riches and glory. Kingdom Age is going to bring back trillionaires. You haven't had trillionaires for a long time. Even the kings and the royal families in the Middle East and in Europe, they're only billionaires. The Kingdom Age will bring forth trillionaires of natural gold, of economic buying power, of money. And it's going to be glorious because all riches, it is written, will go to the Lamb. And that's one of the main areas of warfare is riches to the Lamb. You know why? Because of soulishness. We need to speed His coming. You know how speed His coming? You want to speed the coming of the Lord. It's a scripture. The annihilation of soul, which is any dampening of the river. Eating the Bible into your belly too, spending long periods of time of the Word to the point where it's just so uncomfortable. It's annoying. It's like sandpaper on your brain. It's physically painful. It's hurting my eyes. My mind is dying. You have, that is so good for your spirit. That is one of the greatest ways to accelerate the destruction of Babylon the Great is those deep sessions in the Bible. They'll come to a point where your your flesh can't even handle it anymore. Or you will just be knocked out and you keep going with that. Well, you're knocked out. I got knocked out for three hours this afternoon. 
I mean, it was so heavy. I, I started in Romans 1. I think about Romans 10 or so, I wasn't conscious anymore. And I came out of the heavy drunken glory, the kavad, that came so heavy on me that it just annihilated my consciousness. And we do this quite often, actually. The, the kavad is to put the animal out. It's to knock the brain out. And that's when the real spiritual progress takes place. It's not when you're awake, it's when you're unconscious. Because the spirit doesn't need your consciousness. Your consciousness is in the way most of the time. Remember, if I'm out of my mind, I'm present with God, which we want God, so therefore we can't have you in your mind. So the heavy glory from long sessions of the Word until you're knocked out, and if you're if you're energized and you can spend three, four hours looking at it, and it's just super energizing your spirit, it's a concentration feast. God's working in the concentration. There's a different type of concentration ecstasy. There's absorption ecstasy. Absorption is when it's so thick and heavy, you just get knocked out. But the, there's also a great work in the absorption. The concentration is a super energizing in the spirit. The absorption is usually a surgery in the soul. It's changing the human DNA. You wake up and things will feel like it just melted off your brain. Like your brain twisted in your skull and it's pointing a different direction. Where the compass in there and the hemispheres are pointing north-south now. It's a recalibration of the bones. Your bones will feel different. Oftentimes when you get knocked out under the heavy kavad, there's bone surgery. Surgery is continuous. This temple is always getting upgraded because if your spirit is growing, your body is getting the upgrades automatically. Angels are building up both realms. Ministering spirits, salvation of the spirit, growing the spirit. Ministering spirits, salvation of the body, healing the body. The body has suffered so tremendously the last 6,000 years, it's not even close to what Adam and Eve had. People go into heaven, they're just shocked. That's the first man and woman that looks somewhat like what they did when God created them. And it's, it doesn't look like normal people here on earth. They're completely different because it's, it's a much healthier DNA. Our DNA has been so mutilated with sin. This is why you need to get knocked out and go under the knife of the angels often because there's stuff that needs, there's chemical imbalances in the brain, all kinds of problems in the soul, in the flesh. And so when you read the word, you're making a doorway to the doctor. Look at the Bible and reading the Bible is a doorway to the doctor. And sometimes it'll knock you out and understand that's part of the healing of when you get heavy and you can't read anymore, it's because your mind is going under the glory. Lots of people are like, oh, I just go to sleep right away. Yeah, well, there is sin in there and the sin is putting you to sleep. That's all true as well. But and when it gets knocked out, there is surgery. There is washing. Your spirit is taking superiority over consciousness. That's why you're not awake. And so just teach on getting tranced out for a little bit. It's really good. And you can talk to the Holy Ghost like you would anyone else in the realm of the natural. You have people at every stage of growth in Red Letter Ministries. We have a lot of people that aren't even baptized in the Holy Spirit yet. We have people baptized in fire. We have people climbing Mount Zion, understanding the cross. 
and all these different levels of the maturity of wisdom. The main thing is, is that you become a better friend with the Spirit of Jesus in your heart every day through it all. Because he'll, He's ultimately the one that's going to train you in everything. He uses His prophets and apostles in His fivefold greatly, and that's really important, but it's Him inside the fivefold. He's the river of the five stones of David's pouch, which is the fivefold ministry. Five smooth stones, but it's, He's the river that they came out of. So all ministry comes out of Jesus, who is the river of life. And these smooth stones, where do they go? They'll sink into your forehead. And then comes the decapitation. Right? David and Goliath. That's the story. Which is the daily bread or daily decapitation. <laughs> Truth, anyhow. Stuff in the head has to die. There's stuff that needs to go into the skull every day. These stones get you stoned. He's releasing words right into your ears, right into your brain. You could hear it all before, but if you're in the spirit, it'll be like the very first time. If you're not in the spirit, it's dull, it's old, it's boring. So you need a relationship with the Holy Spirit to keep the word fresh in your mind. I'll write my word upon their hearts and their minds. Heart is superior to the mind, but you need them both renewed. Because heart is the first place that the invisible spirit enters inside your body. This is how the plumbing of the temple works. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. There's inner court, holy place, outer court, and then the unholy place. The unholy place is outside the gates. That's where the temptations for lust, all the temptations for greed, all the, the family idolatry, it's all outside the temple. Outside the temple are the dogs and sorcerers. Amen. Which is your spouse and children. Ha 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 ha. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Just checking to see if the sense of humor is getting saved out there. We don't know. We take it all so seriously. I can barely crack a smile. You need to have a drink. Let's have a drink. Just everybody, tea time with Heavenly Father. And in this tea, Father God, absinthe. And a vial of Holy Ghost LSD. Amen. Mm. Glory. Yeah. Psychedelic Father God glory. You know, it's it's too bad that the only reference we have is is drugs. That, that's really unfortunate. And not that it I don't care about how it offends people. You know, that's good because you're full of Satan. But what I think what's unfortunate is that's the only thing close enough to compare to the experiences of the glory. But it's so holy. It's so different. You know, I, I don't care about the comparisons, and it's fun because it messes with the goat nature and all that fake religious crap, the false cleanliness of external things. But what's unfortunate is that it's such a different, cleaner manifestation that the only way to express these things is through earthly communication. I mean, that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is the communication of the heavenly into the earthly. 
And that's why you read it, and it's parables, riddles, and dark speech. So the only way to communicate out of heaven into earth, Proverbs 1, is through parables and riddles and dark speech, because you're in a dimension that can't fathom what heaven's like. Even when you go to heaven, when you're back in your body, you forget a lot of it, and you don't, you don't feel the same. It's, it's, it's gone. You might be glowing, but it's different. You're down here and now you're back into wisdom communicating the spirit into the natural. We want to get so proficient in communicating wisdom. This is the language we learn for our spirit to talk out of heaven within through our faces and create a realm of fire around us. We baptize the earth through the word of God. It's our speaking that creates heaven on earth. On earth as it is in heaven. Where is that found? Matthew 6. In learning how to pray, which is learning how to talk. <laughs> Teach us how to talk, is what they asked him. They didn't know how to talk. They recognized Jesus is the only one that does all the talking around here. And we can't talk like he talks. Lord, teach us how to talk like you talk, which is prayer. In everything you say, it should be prayer, because you're manifesting the presence in every word. Prayer is not babbling like the pagans. Prayer is not a set-apart time for a kumbaya. Prayer is every time you open your mouth, it's a portal into the heavenly glory. Okay, there's no on and off switch. That's a religious spirit. It's always on. The river always flows. Out of your belly flows prayer. Out of your belly flows a river of the communication of God, a river of prayer. And these are the prayers of God. And your prayers just go up in smoke. Because then you want to only pray what God wants. Because God knows everything and He has better plans than anything, far beyond anything you can imagine, hope, or pray for. By the dunamis power that's outflowing from within you, it is written. So you, you come to a place of maturity where you're not interested in your own ideas and opinions or wants, cares, hopes, and desires. All that is burned out of you. And you care about the Father's opinions and the Father's hopes and desires and, and wants. and All of the Father. You become a Father fanatic. Why? Because it's always better than you. It's always bigger than you. And it's always richer than you. And it's always easier than you. The stuff that you want will be hard. If the Father wants it, He'll be the one that manifests it. It'll be easy. So that's kicking against the pricks. This pricks is trying to get what you want from God. That's what Solitarsus was doing. Going around trying to help God. It wasn't easy, was it, Saul? It was very hard. Impossible, because eventually God would just stop you and kill you. So it's really not easy kicking against the bricks. It's very hard, because God just shuts it down. He just destroyed him. And in many ways, Saul of Tarsus died on the road to Damascus. And a new creature came out of his spirit that had Jesus Christ in it. He literally was destroyed. This is how spiritual warfare actually works. When you show up, in light, darkness dies. It changes form. You turn on the lights in a room, the darkness is gone and light remains. Your words are light, the, gain, the entrance of God's word gain light. So it's the word of God that's shutting down and terminating darkness, first in our goat hearts, then in our goat brains, then in our goat bones, and then outward from the temple. So you deal with Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, then the earth. 
What's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria? Heart, brain, and bones. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Soul, mind, and strength is Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. In prophetics, in wisdom speech. So you have to conquer those realms, otherwise there's no outer ends of the earth because you're still just a total <laughs> deceived mess. And if you were to go to the outer ends of the earth, you'd just deceive people because you don't know Christianity. <laughs> Truth anyhow. People go out there and it's like, let's buy a one-way ticket to Yemen. I'm gonna, God's calling me to be a missionary. You know the strange fire of the zeal we deal with. It's so startling how stupid the animal is. To not address it as utterly terrifyingly dumb is wrong because it will kill you. It's so dumb. It's just this strange fire is the dumbest of the dumb and it needs to be addressed and called out for being very, very, very dumb and stupid constantly. And it's not, it is, that is the kindest you could be towards it. It's very kind to consider this dumb and you need to know how stupid it is because it will absolutely kill you if you mess around in it. Messing around with the goat nature will get you dead. It will get you destroyed. We need to mess around with a different nature we know nothing about. We need to fight the very things that we're following. You know, test the spirit is fight the thing that's trying to lead you. You know, that's why I like iron sharpening iron. Test my leadership. They usually don't. They don't want to know. They don't know how to test fruit. But it always makes me sharper in the spirit when I get tested. Sometimes it's demon possession and the devil just attacks. But if there's a genuine, sincere wanting to follow the Spirit of God, then it becomes honor. It's not a constant testing, which means you're just like a Judas Iscariot that's always contradicting the Lord. He went to hell. It's, it's one time where it's like, let's see the internal substance. Is there really cream in the Twinkie? And if there is, we're good. We, there's heaven in you. There's a river in you. We're good. It's not a constant testing. Constant testing is unbelief and demon possession. That means you just don't follow God at all. You're following Satan and you're using Satan to attack God's anointed, which will be a terrible death for you eventually. But if you are following God and you want to test God's leaders, which is something prescribed in Scripture, it's making sure the inner man's full of glory. It's getting past the crust of the layers of their, their culture, their drug culture in my case, or their experiences of their human nature, and just checking out and having a tour of the temple. The temple tour, which means know everyone after their spirit, the Bible commands. You know what's going on in their spirit. That when the pressure's on and the external realm's not going well, and things are opposing the person, what is the substance coming out of their inner man? Is it the river? Are they relying on God? I mean, that's how you test the spirit. If we test the spirit, we look at the flesh. It's like testing the flesh. Yep, the goat is a goat. I can't follow this ministry because I tested the flesh. Man, you need to test the internal working of the holy place of their spirit. And one, it'll be good for you because it'll grow your wisdom so you won't follow false leaders your whole life, which most do. A false leader is someone who leads by wisdom in the soul. False. That's what Satan is. Coming in the guise of Christ is leading soulishly. Being a perfect Christian in the soul is following the Antichrist. 
And that's what most people do, and that's why they're so worldly and political. Because they've been following the Antichrist. Truth in you, we need to follow the Christ, which is lower than the soul in the divine part of the spirit. And you keep saying this because it's not happening. It hasn't happened in the earth yet. It's not worrisome to repeat these things to you because it's for your safety. Because people, this is not mainstream Christianity. Mainstream Christianity is total deception, total foolishness, total carnality. We need kingdom. And there are people breaking through. We're not like some kind of weirdo saying it's only us. But I know it's only the Holy Spirit in us, which gives us a lot of confidence that people misunderstand as pride. I know the Holy Ghost is the only one that's right, and I've been born and soldered and welded into union with Him at birth. And my my spirit has been so constantly attacked since being in ministry, I mean continuously attacked. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people verbally attacking me and some physically attacking me for the last 16 years. Hundreds of thousands. So what that does is it strips down my carnal nature to only live in my spirit nature. God allowed that to happen so I'd have all my confidence in the divine part of me. That's why persecution's on the payroll, because it causes every part of you that's temporal to be completely destroyed by the attacks of Christians and your brothers and sisters like Joseph and his brothers. They killed him, threw him in the pit, sold him into slavery. In many ways, they terminated his life, but they couldn't terminate his spirit because he had a scroll in it that was indestructible. An indestructible leadership of the brethren, that's what Joseph is, it's the priesthood scroll that cannot be killed by death, cannot be killed by slavery, cannot be killed by Egypt, cannot be killed by Pharaoh, cannot be killed by Potiphar's wife Jezebel, cannot be killed by anything. God can't be killed. Hebrews says Christ cannot be killed the second time. And that same Christ is in you. Now it's time to realize the indestructibility, the invincibility of that glory and get intimate with, with your brain. And the more your brain goes into that part of you, the stronger you get on the outside. So that the outside begins to mirror and reflect your spiritual stature on the inside. And you go from glory to glory and you become a glorified temple and that's Isaiah 60 that's when you've arisen and shone and your light is shining and people can come into your light because your spirit man has conquered your natural man through constant wrongdoing you don't have to look for the mistreatment we don't look for persecution you develop your spirit it will find you because the demons can see you getting brighter they'll be on you like stink on turds. Stink on turds ministry. We see you getting brighter over there. How about we come and slash your tires? How, come, how about we come and tell all your friends you've joined a cult? How about we sow some worry into your mom's heart and she's just always worried now? Your husband, or speak to your husband about it, how he can just be natural, just be the, the bread maker, and you don't have to get into the weird spirituality. Demon does that a lot, too. One thing I found about the devil, he's always lying. His intentions are always to completely destroy your spirit. 
And so getting rock solid in your spirit, which is in your stomach, getting God inside minded, living out of that realm is the only place to win against demons. They are relentless creatures. If you are relentless towards your walk in Christ, they will be relentless into slowing you down, shutting you down, killing, stealing, and destroying from you. If they're not, it's because you're already completely their prisoner. These people that come in and says, I don't have any warfare, that's because you're living in Satan's kingdom. You're so deep in Satan's kingdom that he doesn't even have to war against you. You're at peace in hell as a creature of hell. Truth in you. You get into heaven and all hell breaks loose against heaven. And those, those places, those realms, are inside your earthen vessels. You don't have to go looking for them. You already got them. This is how the temple was created, to have dominion over the universe. This body, your body, your flesh, your blood, and your spirit in it, the divine part of you, is connected to everywhere. It is. They say the, the, the chemical makeup of the human body and they put it under a microscope and it, and it looks exactly like the galaxies. So you can get into all that space crap. I got space crap body. My, my blood work looks like the galaxies. Take that, New Age. We just lost someone there. I can't, I can't follow this. This is the dumbest enlightened master I've ever heard. <laughs> it's the wine! It's the wine! Jesus is the dumbest enlightened master of them all. And that's pretty accurate, actually. For the kind of wisdom and philosophy and leadership crap you see on Facebook, Jesus is the worst enlightened master. Mostly interested in just, uh, what time's dinner? Yeah. Nicodemus, you know, all these people that he meets, first thing he says is, let's go to your house and eat. <laughs> you know how much Jesus talks about food in the Gospels? A lot. The best discipleship is always around the food table, and that's why you guys need to do a lot of fasting. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. Whatever. Glory. So Jesus is a Holy Spirit. Holy means separated from the world. That's why he's the dumbest enlightened master. In, in the world, it's, it's about looking impressive, having some kind of fancy teachings. Jesus just comes drunk. Jesus just comes with wine. Like, I'm, I don't care about your dumb knowledge and all your book learning. I'm coming like a seventh grade dropout with a big bag of dope. We're gonna sit around the golden hookah and get frickin' blazed on Jehovah-wana. And then when we're good and high, then we'll talk about stories about our Father in Heaven. And that's really how Christian ministry is. But if you're not getting high and baked, and you're not getting whacked and drunk, then the, the substance of His Spirit is not going to enlighten you to understanding anything of Heaven anyway. Because it's just all in the head, 
So you're into Satanism still. You're into Satanic Christianity. Because you just want knowledge. Greeks seek knowledge. It's Satanism. It's, it's the pompous pride of puffing up with knowledge. It's like, just give me stuff to make my dead nature look prettier. You're basically a makeup artist at a mortuary when you just want knowledge. That's what, exactly what it is. That's what it looks like in the spirit. It's exactly what it is. We need that stuff to just get burned up. Like, we need to come and Jesus is coming with some formaldehyde tonight. Holy... Every day you get excited for the new bag of dope from your master. What are we smoking today, Lord? Man, if the prophets would just get high on Jesus' bag of dope, you know how much happier prophetic Christianity would be in the glory stream? These people are way too serious. The crying, the emotionalism, it's wearisome. It's really sad and it's really sorrowful. We need to learn how to smoke Jesus' dope. I mean, you need to take it seriously. Like, if I don't get high on Jesus' day, just forget it. Just write this day off. It is a total waste. You're not even going to be in heaven. Unless heaven is doing it, it's, it's not God, and it won't have longevity. Which means if I'm not fried out of my mind on angelic ecstasy, everything I did today is a waste. The first most important thing is drinking the cup of the new covenant, keeping it first and primary, and let, letting the wine then work its way out of me through the intoxication. When you're drunk, you'll have a perfect day. When you're, when you're high, when you're... And you know, I, I, exper I experiment with all these different highs in the most high. And you know, some of them are like heroin. Some, some of them are like crack. Some of them are like marijuana. Some of them are like alcohol. But today, it felt like a mist. A lot of them can't even be compared to drugs. And I know the Pharisees like that. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Let's, let's have those ones only. I don't want heroin, Jesus. That's exactly what you're going to get then. In fact, you won't even grow the rest of your life until you take that Holy Ghost needle into your, your arm with the angel with the tourniquet and you will overdose and it's very dangerous and you will die first time like the biggest loser you overdose and die the first time on Holy Ghost heroin and you're out of body and you begin chasing the red dragon and beating him up because you're so high hallelujah just melting him down thank you Jesus I've had encounters with understanding um, overcoming death and all of the the men and women that have made progress in this area of conquering the last curse it was all in measurements of how happy and joyful they were in the Holy Spirit anyone that's made progress in that area was fried on joy like it, it terminated the human personality so if you see people take, making progress in joy, it's progress against death. The glorifying of your personality with joy unspeakable and full of glory is actually how you overcome death. Death is a degree 
that you overcome with a certain level of Holy Ghost happiness. And it will be happiness because in the meantime as you're fighting it, everything in your life gets better. It doesn't get worse, it gets better. You have God in you. God lives in perfect heaven. God lives in a perfect place of peace and prosperity. Garden of Eden is surrounded with 12 24 karat gold mountains with eagles flying over the mountains, the spice mountains of the Garden of Eden. Each mountain of pure gold is bigger than Mount Everest. So there's no poverty in heaven. The Father has no problems. Okay, Father doesn't have a single problem. Everything is perfect beyond imagination in your Father's life. And that's the life you're stepping into in the Holy Spirit as your joy increases through your bodies. Joy is actually grace and favor working in the natural realm. Satan might try to stop you and surround you with sour people and say that that, that attribute is not as important as you think it is. It's the only possibility of growing in grace. Joy is the manifestation of agape love. A person that's overcome death will be the happiest person in heaven. Elijah, Enoch, Moses. Anyone that's overcome in a major way and been used of God in a major way and gone to great heights of glory in a major way has the most dynamic infused with the fruits of the Holy Spirit through their personality. Where are the fruits of the Holy Spirit? In the personality. If they don't have a personality, for no fruit. The emotions of the Spirit are fruitfulness of the soul. So the soul, even when it's crucified, the transformation, you know, we're hard on the demonic soul. Because, of course, we don't want you guys to be serving demons. But we illuminate the Spirit so that the soul is fried on fruitfulness. So the soul lives a heavenly life. So you have to tear down one. And since people come in full of that one, that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's a lot of tear-down ministry. Most people come into RLM and are just completely filled with witchcraft and filled with Satan and filled with religion. Very rarely do people come in that are in any ways relevant to the kingdom age and sonship. It's extremely rare. I've almost never seen it. It's almost always tear down because this has never been done before. We're predestined foreordained in this generation to pioneer this. This was sovereignly put in my spirit and it manifests out of God's working. So this is why it often doesn't happen out there because it isn't out there because we're pioneering it for it to be established everywhere. And it hasn't yet because we're still pioneering it until people live in the place that's pioneered. But until they do, just like pioneering the West, it's like Oregon Trail, and you see the trail just sucks. There's, there's wild animals that are gonna eat you. The bubonic plague, terrible food. They've, they've died of typhoid and stuff, you know. Snake bite death. And so a lot of people just wait in the more populated areas that are already pioneered. This is how it works in the body of Christ. They're just hanging out in New York Harbor for 200 years an established born-again doctrine of Martin Luther and crap. And then 
that trail, more and more people cross over it and becomes a super highway. Where I don't need to stay in Dark Ages Revelation, 200 year old teaching of the assemblies of God or whatever. I can go forward into Kingdom Age, the power of the age to come, and live in a promised land. And the word never changes, but the depth of experiencing and understanding the world, the depth of revelation, totally changes you. And to the point where your Christianity that you had previously, you realize, was mostly witchcraft. It wasn't even Christianity. I mean, I, it, was, it was the devil's Christianity. It was, it's literally coming out of the Antichrist. You don't have to worry about the Antichrist because you're getting delivered of him because you, you've been in him the whole time. It's religion. It's the mark of the beast is being controlled by an external form of Christianity that doesn't live in the throne of his glory constantly. It's a completely different system. It's a different realm. So the pioneering, this is why we don't have a great harvest of thousands and thousands of souls in this ministry, because you're pioneering something so contrary to the charismatic church in America that only leaders that have tested and tasted these realms from pressing in in their own personal walk with the Holy Ghost knows this is even God. Most people can't even handle this stuff or listen to it because it's so pioneering ahead of what their minds can currently handle. But as people begin to walk down that path, they begin to ride white horses down that path from East Coast to West Coast, you know, and pioneering that Puget Sound glory, that Friday Harbor Promised Land, and the farthest recesses of the continental United States, and it begins to be established. Soon all the yuppies will move in, and it becomes $300 million real estate, which means the populated becomes a city with streets of gold. No one that wanted to go there at first, nothing was there. Just bugs, just mosquitoes. But then people start to live there, they glorify that realm. It's an establishment of truth, it's a treasure room in your spirit. And the gemstones and the riches of it begin to be seen by others, they begin to have it in themselves. And it's how revelation is established in the body of Christ, moving the bride into deeper realms of glory. And every member of the bride, and you got ragtag people out there that are just barely holding on, they'll be moved too. Every believer whose spirit is regenerated, and it's a lot more than you'd think. A lot of people out there that just are a mess in the soul, but are really actually in love with Jesus and their spirit. You see a lot of these messed up people coming out of very hard lives, coming out of gangs, coming out of prostitution, coming out of drug addiction, coming out of the streets, and their soul is rough, it's raw, it's a mess, but their spirit is as pure as the Holy Spirit. And that's the part where you work in, you'll tear down the outer part, you'll wash the outer part, you will smooth the stones with the fivefold, there will be dramatic transformation. But the inner part is perfect already. And so wisdom in the leaders that are pioneering the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom age that comes forth through the living water out of your spirits, flowing the pioneering, this wisdom is for understanding their spirit while the, while the outer form is still a mess. Now, if the outer form, if they're insistent on 
clinging to demons, you do need to sometimes hand them over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. Paul does that not once, but many times. Jesus Christ did it in Revelation. Satan will put some of you in prison for 10 days and endure to the end and you get the crown of life. So it's, it's not just Paul, it's Jesus doing this work. And sometimes that needs to happen if there's an identity crisis. This happens when the identity and the personality insists on the old man, insists on male or female, Gentile or Jew, insists on the world of sorcery and magic, insists on the magic arts, which is the identification with the natural realm. That's when you start to get locked up because you're locking yourself up in that prison. It's not so much that Jesus or Paul are doing it. There's no other way to reach you because you're so worldly enculturated in the world systems. And that's a lot of people. And there's a lot of people under that system in those prisons. And so you keep developing your spirit inside the kingdom of heaven. Eventually, you'll lead them out of the prisons. The gospel sets the prisoner free. But they're in prison there until the time of the manifesting sons of God to show them there is a new personality, there is hope for your soul, there's a different realm of identity. This is a big theme amongst the prophets right now, the identity crisis. The enemy is polluting identity, trying to brainwash kids into it's okay to be a transvestite and reading transvestites, reading children's stories, and it's all to try fallen angels to try to corrupt the identity from a young age so they have no moral compass and they just allow the devil to be the devil with no, you know, no morality, with no Holy Spirit. And so if you get them young, you get them really stupid and brainwashed by the time they're 10. By the time they're 20, it's like there's just no moral code whatsoever and full-blown citizenship in Sodom and Gomorrah. And those are cities in hell that you live in when you're brainwashed by demons. That city, Sodom and Egypt, where our Lord was crucified, they're called cities in the Bible. It's places and realms of the mind. So if the mind's renewed, it lives in Zion. If the mind's unrenewed, it lives in Egypt or Sodom. That's what the Bible teaches. So the renewed mind, we're progressively renewing our mind to live in Zion, live in heaven to come out of heaven, to be from heaven, all the time, all of our perspective is the heavenly victorious perspective, all of our personality, the heavenly personality of Jesus Christ, Christ in you, frying your personality. If you settle with your human nature, you forfeit your destiny. And that's what temptation is. You need to understand there is more glory to fry your personality. Your personality is your soul. If you are satisfied with where your soul is at now, you've settled for complacent satisfaction and you've already given in to the devil. There's just no hope for you. You won't even listen. You're not teachable anymore. Just get buried. Let the dead bury the dead. That's what Jesus said. It's not one you leave the 99 for. That one doesn't want to come back into the fold. You don't, you don't ever leave for those people. The ones that want to come back in the fold and can't, you leave for. But the ones that are complacently satisfied are just completely gone. And it's a huge sin. In Psalms 82, it's, it's the sin of injustice, why the foundations of the earth are out of order, because you've settled for complacent satisfaction. An inheritance in your personality. An inheritance in the soul. Oh, I had all my prayers answered. Yeah, well, how about the Father's prayers, you selfish animal? Yeah. 
I want the Father's prayers answered. We need to come to a place of maturity where I can't even think about myself or my family at all. I think about the Father and His family, and that is actual maturity when you're really alive spiritually. Hallelujah. We have standards that are so ungodly of success in Christianity. It's like a stronghold. We're dealing with strongholds here that demons have built up in our mind about what success is in the Holy Spirit. You know what success in the Holy Spirit is? The Father having all of His dreams come true by your servanthood. The name of the Messiah is the servant of the Lord. You're only successful if the Father's dreams are coming true. And so we grow in this success. We're often far from it because we're incredibly selfish creatures. Selfishness is normal. This level of unselfishness is supernatural. It's divine. It's the actual presence of agape love. This is the fruit that this person truly only cares about what the Father is feeling right now. I'm not even aware of your feelings and I don't care about them. I care about the Father's feelings, which is actual love. And the protest of the demon and the protest of the goat, so you don't love me, that is the misunderstanding and the chasm separating the living and the dead. You get them into a place of consistency to understand the realm of the living. You're alive because you're caring about the Father. Why are angels still holy angels? Because they only care about serving God. Why are unholy angels unholy angels now demons? Because they only care about serving themselves. That's the difference between heaven and hell. To grow in the heavenly, you're progressively consumed. What does the Bible say? Zeal for the Father's house has consumed you. Moses, faithful in all God's house. You need to be like Moses. Let the zeal of Moses and the faithfulness of Moses be imparted into your spirit and consume your hearts and minds. We are here to fulfill the Father's dreams. That's what Joel's army is. You got all these other things going on out there and people can claim and call God and some of it is God, but you want to test it all. The most important thing is that the Father is having His dreams come true by the acts. Are the works of that ministry, the works of that soul, that family, that idea, all of it, is it fulfilling the Father's dreams in the realm of the earth like it was in the Garden of Eden? That's really what the plumb line is. That's how you judge things. Is this God or not? Is it fulfilling the Father's dreams in the works? Amen. And some of the Father's dreams, a lot of them are in the marketplace. It isn't just all religious stuff. But honestly, a lot of it is religious stuff because God's a priest. But he's also a businessman. God has dreams. The Father himself wants to fulfill his dreams of success in marketplace through your bodies and share your bodies with God, the Father in you doing the works, the Father in you doing the business, the Father in you doing the ministry to be successful, to manifest. And this is how you live in the glory. Living in the glory is living in the dream of God. It's living in the manifest innermost thoughts of the Father materialized through your union with Him and not just in spirit form. Because that's that's not it. Because it's always in spirit form because God's spirit. Spirit form is automatic. 
The other form that manifests is flesh form. The word made flesh form, the natural form, conquering the things, taking the natural. That's what matters because it's already perfect in spirit because God's perfect spirit doesn't even need help there. Where you become a temple, which means a body, a natural manifestation of the supernatural is how you fulfill the Father's dreams. That's what the armies of the living God accomplish is fighting for the inner thoughts of the Father through their hearts and minds and the wisdom and the strategy and the insight, which is all aspects of wisdom and how to materialize them to permanently establish them, establish them in the natural realm. When they're established in the natural realm, that's when you test it. That's when you see the devil. That's when the devil will come. When they're in the spirit realm, well, it's already in there. You don't have any warfare because you're not doing anything. When it starts to come out and challenge the natural realm, you'll have opposition. And that's when the strength of God's dreams, which is his spirit in you, begins to perform that energy. And the angels will come and work for the dream of God. They're not going to work for your dreams. That selfishness needs to die. That's, that's Jezebel. God's dreams are your dreams because the dreams of God in your spirit is your destiny scroll. Your destiny is the dream of God that's in your spirit right now. You're born again with it. You don't even need it. You already got it. Now it's wisdom and how to materialize it through the heart and the mind and to accomplish it in the cloud of victory and glory in the natural realm. And so all of your wisdom and communication with God will be how to bring out of the storehouse wisdom. How to build wisdom, not just in spirit, but in the natural. Where we're really unwise is we don't do it in the natural. In the natural realm, we have all these Freemason punks in all the political systems and Fortune Fortune 500 systems and setting the gold standard, a bunch of satanic warlocks in London. And we, the natural realm, because of the religiousness of the born-again people, is still mostly controlled by Satan's sons right now in 2022. That will change as you come out of Gnosticism into a manifestation of the river valuing the changing of the natural realm, which is what will change your personality. That's what will dynamically transform your souls to not just a new creature in spirit. Behold, I make all things new. A new creature in soul, a new creature in mind, a new creature in bone and marrow, a new creature in the natural realm, your new new abilities that you never had, stuff you weren't born with, stuff that you're born again with. All of that is dormant in the spirit until you activate it by wanting and desiring to live the spirit life, the Zoe life, the divine life. And if you don't, you'll live the soulish life, the carnal life, the complacently satisfied life, the forfeit of the spirit life. And those people that do that still go to heaven. They do, because their spirit's born again. They get in by grace, but have no rewards. It's not good enough to go to heaven. You have to bring heaven to earth, which is conquer the natural realm. Conquer your heart, conquer your brain, conquer your business. Start with the little you're given. One talent, two talent, five talents. You don't need five talents. You need what you got right now. Take what you have and bring increase by your spirit, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Get your brain off of all the idolatry of what it should look like on the outside and get practical on the inside and work with what you'll be given. You know, talent was what, $4,000 or something. 
40,000. It was a huge amount of money. A talent was like 40 grand, guys. And here they're giving out talents down at Joel's Bar. Or talented. You know, we're made rich with glory. There is so much wisdom, and whoever's given much, much is required. And it's the building of a new civilization. It's a building of a new kingdom. Solomon built the temple representing the sons of God building the new earth. And it's already begun. A lot of it's just getting torn down. The stuff that's resisting, now we're just exposing where the devil and his sons are. They've never been this exposed in the history of the world. They've always been hidden like cockroaches in darkness. They're all out in the light. A lot of them. More will come. As our light shines brighter, all the works of the devil will be brought into light. People are going to be horrified. We let that type of satanic, diabolical creature run our nation? How did these creepy, crawly things get into positions of power? Through cunning manipulation. By looking perfect in the soul, but being Satan in the spirit. That's how they get into positions of power. And we're, we have no discernment, and we just vote for them, and we just let them go, we just let them rule over us, because soulishly, oh, they're the best person for the job. Spiritually, they're a fallen angel. And that's how they got there. So if we grow in discernment, which is our belly releasing rivers and our minds renewed, we can actually discern judge spirits. We won't be deceived in America anymore. You know what revival is? We're not deceived anymore. Revival means we're revelatory. We understand reality. When you're deceived, there's no revival. When you're revelatory, you're revived. So we just need the veil to come down off of our souls, and that's what ministry is doing. Just tearing down all the deception inside the Christians. The Christian church of America needs to be baptized in the Crystal Sea before there's revival. Because we're full of soulish, fake, false deception, religion, politics, greed. I mean, it's not even overt sin. It's just lies growing up in us. It's not just like doing the wrong thing. It's we've been raised in the wrong belief systems. We've been raised in sorcery-filled churches, and we actually think that's part of Christianity, and it's necromancy and the occult in your daily devotional time. You're basically practicing the occult because it's soulish. You're going into the realm of the dead. It's worse than the witch board and the Ouija board. It's worse than Satan's uh, Anton LaVey's satanic church because at least that tells you what it is. This is a thousand times more deceiving. You think it's Jesus, an angel of light that deceives. It's worse. To be deceived in the things of Christianity is the worst deception in the world because it has the greatest appearance of being God, and that's what we're dealing with in America. And it's going to take the manifest sons, which is the manifest spirits, in your bellies, burning up the soulishness, being the bad guy for a time, because what the pioneering is, is pioneering through the filth of Christian hearts. You pioneer through the filth of Christian minds. We're not pioneering out here in the natural. It's not Lewis and Clark out here. It's Lewis and Clark in here. Pioneering the heart and brain to tap into Zion reality in the mountain of fire in the belly dimension because in the spirit we're already one. But if you have your consciousness locked up in your own blood, you're not one because you don't even know who you are yet because you're not circumcised of heart, which means you haven't separated spirit from soul. So you don't even identify as an Israel of God because you don't know your spirit nature. 
You're still carnal, earthly, unspiritual, demonized, and yet infants in Christ, it is written. So you have to keep telling them the truth until there's a separation from the temporal. Then your identity becomes in Christ. Then you grow in confidence, which is the ability of the Word of God to work in your spirit by its writing. I will write my word on their spirits, it is written. Which means then the word will work with the water coming out of the word only when it's written on spirit, when spirit is separated from soul. Spirit's not separated from soul, writing the word on the soul, you can read the Bible eight hours a day, it won't do nothing for you, nothing. We read the word to separate spirit from soul. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword, separates spirit from soul, mind from body, bones from marrow and it judges and that's where we don't like it we get offended judging all the good things you believe about god in the soulish realm of the antichrist exposing all the works of the devil you have to otherwise people just live deceived their whole lives it's bad leaders that were drunk jeremiah 23 9 i'm like a drunken man because of the bad leaders in christianity like one who's had too much wine to drink because of his holy word holy word which means spirit separated from flesh the drunkenness is a super intense anointing to deal with bad, soulish, carnal leaders whose spirit is not separated from soul or spirit separated from flesh. So that the Christianity, his carnality, becomes about an ability of the body instead of the ability of the spirit, which is blasphemy. You understand? That's blasphemy. To build up the ability of the body, not the ability of the spirit, is the greatest deception of all time and it bewitches most people to this day we just got to be good in the body you don't need jesus for that just discipline you can just be a buddhist but if you're in the holy ghost you need your spirit separated from your body and then those who know their god in spirit will do great exploits not in flesh and your spirit does the works What's the workers at the end of the age when we get we get into some maturity? Angels. Greek word pneuma, spirits, which is you. Your born-again spirit begins to do the business. Your born-again spirit begins to do the preaching, the teaching, the driving. You know, spirit driving, you could be going 50, the speed limit, but it feels like you're going 3,050. You want to have fun, get out of the flesh into your spirit, and it's the Word of God, the prophetic Word, the living, active, activated, energized Word. Reading the Bible for a lot of people isn't prophetic because they don't have any anointing. It doesn't get them separated, doesn't get them judged. You can read the Bible, but with a lack of anointing, it always be a dead letter to you. You need the anointed Word. That's why people listened to the anointed ones, the Christians, when they preached the Word, it separated their spirit from their body. Listen to anyone anointed, and your spirit will separate from your body, and then your spirit will have fun in God all the time, superseding all of the physics of the flesh. So it's like, it doesn't make any sense when you feel a waterfall coming up when you wake up in the morning. It's like, well, I woke up in Niagara Falls this morning. It doesn't, it's not something physical. It's because my spirit is separated from my body which is the circumcision of the heart for all Christians, that I feel the things in the Spirit physically. And it's only in that place that God can be, begin to use you mightily. So we need to get our people circumcised. You get born again, you come out of Egypt, cross the Red Sea, we love the blood of Jesus, we drink it every day. Now, what? Circumcised as adults. 
Moses' exodus, which means the total annihilation of the human heart for the spirit to come up and take over consciousness of the brain, which is becoming a rock-solid disciple of Jesus Christ. Now it's not even, there's no questions in this person anymore. You find someone mature who has a circumcised heart, they don't need, they don't ask questions. They're freaking whacked on the glory looking at God right now. Drooling out of their mouth with a bib on. We need to see God by simply circumcising our hearts. We need to sacrifice our human nature. Get out of the soul. The soul is as antichrist as antichrist gets. No one overcomes the devil unless they love not their soul unto death. Which means the devil has you. If you're a soulish Christian, you're totally demonic. That's what the Bible says. Now get out of soul, get into spirit. Woo! Totally angelic. You'll refresh everyone around you. We need everyone in Arlem, Minneapolis, out of soul, in spirit. Amen. Let this word cut your hearts open and bring your spirit up and conquer your brain. Let all the soulishness die with Christ. That we overcome the devil in this place. Everyone watching online, let your hearts be circumcised by this prophetic word, by the prophetic anointing mixed with the will and intention of God the Father coming forth through our hearts. Out of our circumcised heart, our mouth speaks oracles of God. Every single person, because the only thing left in you will be God. And you will know your spirit, you will see your spirit, you will live in the spirit, you will walk in the spirit. You brush your teeth in the Spirit. Everything's holy to the Lord. When Jesus did everything, it was in the glory. There was no on or off switch. There's no me time, God time. It's always a river time when you're walking in Christ. You're always in God, experiencing God, with God, getting enthralled with His energy gets you out of all the religiosity of dead works of ritualism and all the nonsense of trying to summon him by things you do that you think are good it becomes 24 7 river of life and it's just when i'm weak he is strong and the flesh is always weak and the spirit's always strong and the flesh always stays weak and guess what happens the flesh gets transfigured becomes matted diamond skin it, take, it begins to live off of the glory of the Spirit. It begins to live off the light and the life of your spirit with the Word in it. And your body begins addict, becomes addicted to your spirit. That's how you were created to be. So your body hates every other spirit. It will actually spit it out of the temple. Because your body, you're giving your body so much drinks of glory from the Word written on your spirit that your mind gets renewed. A renewed mind rejects every other spirit. That's how you have instant discernment when dealing with people. Because you've been drinking the good glory for so long, if anyone's on anything else, it's like, dude, you're so way off, but I can't even tell you right now because you'd be offended. There's a lot of people out there. But I mean, when you're done messing around with that counterfeit witchcraft crap that you think is God, I'll be over here at the bar and we'll get you delivered and get your mind addicted to the one Holy Spirit that's really awesome. And you can know God as a man of light inside your body and look right at the person of the Holy Spirit as a being of light in you. And then every other spirit that comes around your temple just, it's in trouble. That's why it comes to a point where they have to be very long range attacks. There's a reason for the ranged attacks. The wrestling of principality, the Bible says, is a long range attack because they can't get near someone like that. 
because the the person of the Holy Spirit is so formed on the inside through the addiction the bones are drinking the glory of the man of light the brain the eyeballs are drinking the glory of the man of light the heart the four chambers of the heart your blood is drinking in the glory of the man of light your blood gets addicted your flesh gets addicted to God it's a place of place of total safety and absolute rock-solid health and you become just temples of the Holy Spirit true maturity we thank you father for everyone coming into that place where their bodies are only satisfied with the spirit of glory and just drinking 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 enjoying 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 most important thing is you're enjoying the glory the earth was created for the enjoyment of Adam and Eve in God's glory if you're on earth what's God's will for your life to enjoy his glory See, if you're in God's will you're in enjoyment if you're not in God's will you're not enjoying anything just some original uh, some taskmaster Egyptian sorcerer beating your head with what you gotta do and all this weird stuff you need to come out of the devil and come into the glory and enjoy God the meaning of life is enjoying his presence the Holy Spirit's omnipresent but if you can settle down he'll be manifest present there's an omnipresent but his omnipresence is his eyes everywhere the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro seeking whom he can have delight and enjoyment in but so his eyes are always looking at everything he sees everything he hears everything he's just absolutely amazing and it's not in a way to use it against you either just longing for you to soften your heart and know him more and just learn how to enjoy him and then begin to walk with him the more you enjoy him the more closely you walk with him until it's just like full angelic ecstasy on the inside all the time and you're just steered by a river of angelic ecstasy 10,000 watts surging in whatever dire direction the water courses are turning you today and you don't have to ask what are we doing today you're just f completely possessed and controlled by the river every day uh, they don't need to know do I need to go here is the is the river carrying me there and it becomes very simple the higher you go in Christ the more simple it gets because the greater the glory is so it's all based on his power with zero intellectual additives. Amen? And Christianity based on the Holy Spirit was zero mixture of soul and brain in us and humanity, which is sin. Gotta get the sin and out in order to win. Thank you, Father, for a, a victorious people that will draw closer to you for your manifest presence. Each person to know it, get addicted to it, to see how awesome you are. Let it glorify their personality. Let it transform their brain. Let it transform their culture. In order to grow, you're gonna to have to change cultures. All things to all people. An apostolic bride, you're gonna to have to come out of whatever culture you're in. You know, I'm Texan, I'm Minnesota, no, I'm, I'm Zion. I'm Israel. You know, we're 12 tribes, 12 gemstones on my, on my ephod. And it's all of God's glory making up my culture, a heavenly culture, a real 144,000 mature ones that are completely heavenly and will have intelligence of the angel over all the earthly. So it's not even a, like I'm irrelevant to pop culture and I don't understand what they're doing down there. I understand all of it. I'm sharing in the Holy Spirit's omniscience up here. There's an understanding of everything the higher you go in your spirit. His wisdom and intelligence is shared with you to Jesus Christ knew the hearts of all men. 
So he was understanding their innermost thoughts from a proximity just by the divine ability. And that gets bigger and bigger. And Jesus went up into heaven for you to greater works. Greater works is the spirit works of what your spirit's capable of doing if you walk in the Holy Ghost. Your spirit's capable of omniscience, omnipresence, and omnipotence, all-powerful, all-knowing, because you're born of God and God's those things. Amen? You might start out little Yahweh's. Good. That's beautiful. But you will end up big Yahweh's. Big G's. Big God's. Amen. Let's thank you, Father, for the big Yahweh's growing up in this group. And just agree with it. And I am gonna, my spirit gonna grow up to be a big Yahweh. That, that the birds of the air can come and take refuge in me. The nations can come and dwell under the leaves of my tree and find refuge in peace. No longer be touched by the demon because I have matured to becoming a big Yahweh. When I was younger, I practiced childish things as I grew. I put away childishness and became a big Yahweh. <laughs> Thank you, Father. He is so excited to raise up mature sons. Lord, I pray for everyone to hear your voice, for dreams and visions to unlock out of their spirit. Thank you for the sword going through all their heart and all their mind to see and encounter the realm of the Holy Spirit to clearly all the confusion of Babylon and its witchcraft and sorcery be burned off everyone's minds, cables and cords of Babylon and those altars of demons would be cut off all of your bones and spinal cord and brainstem, and there'd be a disconnect from the world and a connect to Zion. And let the, the ability of Zion flow through your hearts and minds and all the wonder of heaven, the knowledge of heaven, the glory of heaven, the love of heaven, the peace, of heaven, the healing of heaven. Let it flow through you and carry you away into a new high and lofty place far from the problems that held you down before. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the angelic help coming to everyone at the sound of my voice. You get familiar with your angels and the angels working with you constantly. Let these angels introduce themselves to these people as they mature in Christ begin to flow in the river with the angelic help. The workers are the angels, and you will have angel armies. Each and every captain will have angels, thousands of angels, under their command as a Lord of hosts. Each son of God is a captain of angel armies. Let me thank you, Father, for the maturing of each spirit coming into a place of captainhood. Hallelujah! And flowing with the angels and kicking the enemy's butt everywhere they go. Signs, miracles, and wonders, and healings outflowing from the rivers of their spirit, and just awesome wisdom, and just demonstrating everything you are, Heavenly Father, to everyone around us, and to all creation, and healing all creation by how awesome you are in our spirit, through our circumcised hearts and minds. Let your awesomeness flow and be revealed. Let there be a harvest into this level of teaching. Those that are seeking this, Father, I pray that angels would be sent out to bring them into Red Letter Ministries that are to learn from this place, to understand mysteries like Daniel, to grow in wisdom, to understand the fullness of the new covenant and sonship, and just to get really, really strong spiritually. We just thank you for 
the people that are thirsty for this being able to find it, that the devil would not keep them away, but our angels would bring them in every day to learn the deeper things of God, to mature in Christ, and to practice righteousness, and to learn wisdom in Jesus' name to fulfill the dreams of our Heavenly Father through our spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys. If you'd like to give an offering, click the links in the description, and we will see you tomorrow in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Glory.
once was and is and is to come. I can feel the flutter, flutter, flutter of their wings. <coughs> I can feel the flutter, flutter, flutter of their wings. That proclaims the soon coming of our King. As the angels hover near, Jesus Christ will soon appear. I can feel the flutter, flutter, flutter of their wings. I can feel the flutter, flutter, flutter of their wings. As they cry, holy, holy, holy to our King. So I fell on my face for the glory in this place makes me feel the flutter, flutter, flutter. Wait.